I almost didn't take the call because I, as you know, as we just covered, I sort of have grown up in B2B marketing and I had classically thought of uh, SurveyMonkey as a self-serve, more of an e-commerce play. But once I started talking to the company, I realized that they're on this long-term journey to, to uh, exp- expand into the enterprise. And the last two, three, two to three years have really been about expanding that footprint and uh, flexing that B2B muscle. So it was actually the perfect time for me to join and help us accelerate that journey into the enterprise. Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show brought to you by SaaStock. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and on this week's episode, I talk with one of the SaaStock 19 keynote speakers, Leela Srinivasan, CMO at SurveyMonkey. We chat at length about how B2B companies can survive and thrive in the feedback economy. Originally from Scotland, Leela has spent her entire professional life in the US, passing through exciting companies such as Lever, OpenTable, LinkedIn, amongst others. Leela had been a long-time SurveyMonkey user before she joined the company as their CMO about a year and a half ago, and she did so for many reasons, one of which being the proper attention the company gives to diversity and inclusion. Both the senior executive team as well as the board at SurveyMonkey are gender balanced and diverse. As SurveyMonkey has moved more and more into the B2B realm, they've been confronted with the fact that we live in the era of the feedback economy. In that sense, Leela and her team have had to eat more and more in their own restaurant meaning using SurveyMonkey to gather feedback in a variety of ways and acting on it. Listen on to hear, how did we get to the era of the feedback economy? There's this unprecedented level of transparency. The web, social, it basically serves as a megaphone for anyone who wants to air an opinion on a product, a service, an experience. You can combine that with the fact that uh, thanks to consumer technology, we all have a heightened expectation for experiences today. And it's increasingly uh, the case that if something doesn't measure up or if something way exceeds expectation that you get to hear about it. And that's because, you know, the third force at play here is that people have always needed to be heard, understood, valued. And so when you combine sort of that transparency, that megaphone opportunity, heightened expectations and this human desire to be heard, what you get is this explosion of feedback. There's feedback everywhere you look. How SurveyMonkey gathers and acts on feedback Two of the channels that I watch most closely um, are, first of all, there's one called Social VOC, where we parse out, it's an opportunity for um, our team to drop in comments that they're seeing on social media that we think require a response, require some attention, you know, require a change, an action basically at our end. Um, So that's the one channel that I I keep a close eye on. And then the second one is uh, something we call customer interaction reports, where we encourage every employee at SurveyMonkey to spend time with a customer and then write up a mini report on that in terms of what products and solutions is the customer using? uh, What are some of the ways that they're getting value? What would they change? uh, You know, overall, are they positive, negative, et cetera, et cetera. An example, how gathering feedback helps SurveyMonkey land a branding campaign. And in fact, we had some pretty, uh, pretty heated debate internally at SurveyMonkey around whether we should go with our SurveyMonkey brand green, which maybe isn't the most obvious enterprise color, or stick to something more conventional like blue, which is so tempting when you're trying to force yourself into that enterprise uh, box, if you will. So anyway, we went out and tested and SurveyMonkey green won hands down. So that was a moment of confidence. We then tested um, different images, different taglines, uh, different, you know, the, the works basically. We, we, we pressure tested every aspect of this, this brand campaign with our target audience 
Leela is one of many excellent speakers we will host at SASTOC 19 in Dublin this October alongside other fantastic CMOs and VPs of marketing such as Sydney Sloan, CMO at Salesloft, Alison Murdoch, CMO at Social Chorus, Kieran Flanagan, VP of Marketing at HubSpot amongst others. They'll all be involved uh, in workshops which we're running you know, on the Monday uh, and then we've got a bunch of uh, keynotes, panels, fireside chats and other workshops that'll be running during the conference uh, we'll have about three to four thousand SaaS founders and execs from more than 55 countries flying in it's going to be a veritable united nations of SaaS for that week in dublin lots of fun during the day at SaaS stock at night at night stock Uh, if you're in sales in marketing if you're a founder you bring your exec team if you're looking to raise capital We'll have about 300 plus VCs there that are looking to invest in the next HubSpot, sales lofts and intercoms. So it's going to be a great place to be if you're in SaaS. October 14th to the 16th. See you there. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. Uh, Leela Srinivasan, CMO at SurveyMonkey. Welcome, Leela. Thank you so much, Alex. It's great to be here. No, great to have you on the podcast as guest for the first time. And we'll also be seeing you in just over well about two months in in dublin at sastock 19 for the uh, for the first time yeah i can't, I can't believe it's coming up so soon <laughs> yeah, no, I, i'm pretty pumped actually we had our annual like customer summer party about a month ago just everybody was just like so excited about like you, you know the fourth edition of, of sastock coming up i got so excited that i was just like counting down the days it is the big one you know for us we work all year you know, on it. And it is just like the, the best like few days of, of our calendar year to uh, to see all the work that we put into it and see everybody kind of happy and benefiting from it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, having, having a run, run a couple of conferences in my time, I know what a labor of love they are. So yeah. I'm sure the team is furiously working away <laughs> right now and it'll all be worth it. <laughs> absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Um, good stuff. But um, uh, less about us and more about you. Like, uh, tell us who is uh, uh, Leela Srinivasan? Well, I'm originally from Scotland and uh, have been uh, really spent my entire professional career in the States. Uh, I have three kids, so the important things in life are family. But uh, so I grew up in Scotland, um, actually earned my uh, uh, liberal arts major, so earned my degree in history and English from University of Edinburgh and uh, moved to the States right after that. I'm currently the chief uh, marketing officer at SurveyMonkey. I've been here for about a year and a half and responsible for leading all of marketing. I'm actually the first CMO that the company's had, which, is, which has been a really exciting opportunity to, uh, to get into. Where were you before you were, were CMO at SurveyMonkey? Immediately prior to this, I was uh, the CMO at a recruiting software company called Lever, based in downtown San Francisco. Joined the company when it was about 40 employees, Series A, and stayed with them for two and a half years until they were about 160, 170 employees and Series C. So that was a fantastic experience. Uh, But prior to that, I was at Open Table for about a year and a half running their restaurant marketing. So basically their B2B equivalent. And then before that, I really got my, um, earned my marketing stripes at LinkedIn, where I spent four and a half years at the company in the talent solutions business which was the, when I joined, was the, the fastest growing part of the business and obviously became, became the largest. When I joined LinkedIn, there were about 500 of us. When I left four and a half years later, there were six and a half thousand. So that was really a tremendous experience on so many levels. And then before that, I, I had stints in management consulting and sales uh, and also was at business school at Tuck. 
Why, why did you make the jump from, uh, from the lever to, to Survey Monkey? What was it that attracted you about this, this role? Yeah, it's a good question because I really was very happy at Lever. It's a fantastic company and I think they're on a really important mission to empower companies to hire better. But when SurveyMonkey came to approach me about the role, I, I, I just couldn't say no. And I think there were a number of reasons for that. The first is, as a marketer, of course, I've used SurveyMonkey for years in a, a variety of different use cases from... Uh, you know, running customer satisfaction and NPS surveys to running uh, uh, sort of attention getting content surveys to uh, doing competitive intelligence and, you know, and so on and so on. So I felt this affinity for SurveyMonkey as a product and understood the value it delivered. For me, that makes it sort of a meta job because a lot of what we do is actually go out and help marketers understand how to leverage our uh, platform and solutions to, to drive growth and innovation for their companies. So that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing was I almost didn't take the call because I, as, you know, as we just covered, I sort of have grown up in B2B marketing and I had classically thought of uh, SurveyMonkey as a self-serve, more of an e-commerce play. But once I started talking to the company, I realized that they're on this long-term journey to, to uh, exp expand into the enterprise. And the last two, three, two to three years have really been about expanding that footprint and uh, flexing that B2B muscle. So it was actually the perfect time for me to join and help us accelerate that journey into the enterprise. Um, the third thing I would say is that culture is really important to me in the organizations that I join. I've had the fortune of working for some fantastic organizations and I was very drawn to uh, SurveyMonkey's focus on diversity and inclusion and belonging, which to me is an essential component of uh, any workforce that I want to be a part of. We're really uh, proud of the fact at SurveyMonkey that our, our executive team of 12 is 50% uh, gender balanced, so six men, six women. And then also our board of directors is a 50-50 split of, of males and females. So that's pretty rare in the Valley. And I was certainly drawn to, um, to join an organization that thinks about not just gender diversity, but diversity in all, all um, forms. And then the last thing is our mission as a company is to power the curious. Uh, we help organizations unpack feedback in this feedback economy. And to me, I, you know, I've always been uh, thought of myself as intellectually intellectually curious I hire for intellectual curiosity and so that to me was sort of the final intoxicating reason to uh, to take this gig yeah I, I, I like that mission statement uh, uh, very much and uh, didn't know that about uh, Servo Monkey and and around the DNI stuff as well like as you say it's um, uh, it, it's also very important and you know sort of great reason to to, to work with a company and, and, and something more companies need to be cognizant of we're we're big supporters of uh, diversity you know and inclusivity and and, and helping uh, you know improve it like within the SaaS industry um, because you, you know it can do with uh, a bit of improvement um, you know we, we work together with Zendesk a lot um, you know on that uh, um, but still, like loads more work to be done, and um, you, you know we're we're kind of behind our. We set ourselves KPIs around it. We're we, you know we're behind them, um, but uh, it, it, it's just the start, really. So um, uh, yeah, that's so right. The, the work will never be done, Alex. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so you mentioned the feedback uh, economy and we're, we're going to talk about that uh, uh, today and, and how marketers should better prepare for it. So to start off, you, you know, I guess, what is the feedback economy? What gave rise to it? Why is it so important? Yeah, so we, we refer to this era as the feedback economy. And the reason, I think the forces at play that make it that way, first of all, there's this unprecedented level of transparency. 
the web, social, basically serve as a megaphone for anyone who wants to air an opinion on a product, a service, an experience. You can combine that with the fact that uh, thanks to consumer technology, we all have a heightened expectation for experiences today. And it's increasingly uh, the case that if something doesn't measure up or if something way exceeds expectation that you get to hear about it. And that's because, you know, the third force at play here is that people have always needed to be heard, understood, valued. And so when you combine sort of that transparency, that megaphone opportunity, heightened expectations and this human desire to be heard, what you get is this explosion of feedback. There's feedback everywhere you look. And that feedback has the ability to boost your business or it can tank it if you don't lean into it, if you don't proactively find ways to uh, embrace it, act on it, provide channels that uh, your customers and users can uh, come to you and share that feedback rather than sharing it publicly at every step of the way. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a really important time for anyone who cares about the customer experience, the employee experience, the student experience, the patient experience, whoever, whoever matters to you, basically. You have to to be listening to that feedback, measuring it, understanding it, and acting on it to continually improve the experiences that you offer. How has SurveyMonkey integrated that into your, your daily sort of businesses to, to grow the company? And we've done it in a, a number of ways. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at the, the top two use cases globally for our technology are also the, the, the top two ways in which we, I think, use our, eat in our own restaurant, if you will, and use our own technology to listen. The first is customer feedback. And then the second is employee feedback. So on the customer uh, feedback side, we are continually measuring, understanding our customer experiences. Uh, one thing that I think we do um, quite well here at SurveyMonkey is we are as transparent as we can be with the entire organization about the feedback that's coming in. And we take advantage of our integration with Slack, which is our, our communication platform uh, of choice, uh, as, as I'm sure it is for many organizations. And we've set up specific channels where people can tap into that feedback and understand um, you know, how customers are thinking, feeling, what their experience is like. Two of the channels that I watch most closely um, are, first of all, there's one called Social VOC, where we parse out, it's an opportunity for um, our team to drop in comments that they're seeing on social media that we think require a response, require some attention, re, you know, require a change in an action basically at our end. Um, so that's the one channel that I, I keep a close eye on. And then the second one is uh, something we call customer interaction reports, where we encourage every employee at SurveyMonkey to spend time with a customer and then write up a mini report on that in terms of what products and solutions is the customer using? Uh, what are some of the ways that they're getting value? What would they change? Uh, you know, overall, are they positive, negative, et cetera, et cetera. And there are so many nuggets built into those, uh, those uh, encapsulations of these uh, encounters that uh, we really can learn from every single one of those. So I, I would say we're constantly listening to our own customers and trying to figure out how can we continually improve that experience. And, and VOC stands for voice of customer, right? Yes, that's right. That's, that's exactly right. One of our company uh, values actually is listen to customers. So we've, uh, we set ourselves a goal this year of obsessing about our customer success, which again incorporates this um, desire for every employee to listen and capture a customer story as part of their experience here. And are you doing, uh, as I say, is, is this, a, a, you know, our survey monkey doing, listening to customers on a daily basis or how often are you, you know, surveying your own customers about, you know, do you enjoy, you know, our products, our, our, our service? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's ongoing. So, 
you know, like many organizations, we have uh, transactional NPS scores. So after every interaction with a customer support or success rep, then we'll, we'll try and capture uh, a little bit uh, more information about that. Uh, then we have periodic, um, you know, bigger NPS surveys that we run in cohorts. And in those, it's really important to understand the why behind the score to make sure that you get down to the root causes um, so that you can really, really drive action. The other thing I should mention, we, uh, we actually acquired um, a Dutch-based company called Usabilla back in, in April. And what they've brought to our portfolio is the ability to do that same type of listening live on your website with uh, users who are navigating your website, um, who, are, who find something delightful or not so delightful. Uh, we give you the easy option to, uh, to let them submit feedback in the moment. And that, I think to me, that's a great example of where you want to be proactively asking or offering them the chance to give you that feedback rather than them running off to Twitter or wherever they tend to voice their, their grievances and sharing with the world just how, how bad your website was. So that's another example of just, it, it's not even, you know, are you, are you surveying on a, you know, weekly or monthly or annual basis? It's about, or can you capture that feedback in the moment and then be poised to act on it? Very cool. And a lot of, uh, well, I mean, certainly in, in the SaaS space, but I mean, generally now, B2C, B2B, you know, a lot of buyers, they're, they're shopping online, they're purchasing online, um, often without, you know, speaking to anybody. Um, but looking at, you, you know, uh, doing, I guess, their research, looking at reviews, I guess, kind of looking at, you know, can we trust this product, you know, have, uh, good reviews, bad reviews, and making the decision based on that. Um, you, what, what, what are they really kind of paying attention to as, as they read reviews? What, as a, a B2B SaaS company, you know, should you be looking for in, uh, I guess, kind of like reviews and be, you know, paying attention to? Yeah, let me just underscore something that you said, Alex, uh, which is that they, other customers are looking for other customers' reviews, right? We actually have run the research on this uh, with our talented uh, in-house research team here. And what we found is that 82% of people trust the voice of customer, the customer experience over what they hear from a, directly from the company through the brand and corporate or product messaging. So I think we're, we've, we've reached the stage, and again, this is back to the transparency of the web, anything that can be known will be known, where people are seeking out other customers' opinions um, before they make purchase decisions. And so, you know, what, what do people want to hear? I think principally one of the things, and this is especially true in B2B, is they want to hear from current customers who have something in common with them. Similar role, similar size company, similar industry. And I think this is what we've seen if you, you know, the, the sort of the analog of uh, pulling together case studies, customer case studies, which are, uh, you know, maybe a less dynamic way of uh, sharing that voice of customer, where if you're, uh, you know, if you're a tech company and you're presented with a case study for a, you know, 10,000 person manufacturing company, it's really hard to relate to that information. But um, if, you can, if you can find information on customers that look like you at similar sizes of state uh, growth or facing similar challenges, then that review information becomes much more um, pertinent. Um, that's actually one of, the, uh, one of the, I think one of the secret weapons in the, the SurveyMonkey portfolio is a product called Tech Validate, which is the product that frankly, I wish I had known about <laughs> you know, seven or eight years ago when I was at, at LinkedIn in, in product marketing. And uh, the idea behind Tech Validate is it's a way to gather this voice of customer um, and testimonials at scale and uh, aggregate feedback from customers into statistics and into proof points and testimonials and so forth uh, pretty, pretty easily. 
um, it, it takes care of getting approval and everything else. So I've seen a lot of companies use that to uh, make sure that they're surfacing voice of customer information in their social feeds, on their websites, that sort of thing. Um, but again, it's about making sure that you find, um, you're surfacing or giving customer companies the opportunity to, um, to voice their opinions across multiple industries and company types so that there's something for everyone. Yeah, very cool. And, and like, obviously we've seen, you know, the, the, the rise and the sort of prevalence of like companies like G2 um, and even, even like Trustpilot and a more kind of like B2C sort of basis where people are looking, you know, uh, at the reviews, have they got five stars and, uh, and these are huge businesses, you know, just based on this, uh, I guess, kind of review sort of like feedback uh, economy. Um, look, looking at um, sort of marketers and I guess like your team, um, you know, other marketers that, that may be sort of like listening, what do they need to do to stay relevant, uh, to survive and thrive in, in this feedback economy? I think there are lots of ways that marketers can lean into feedback from customers and the, the stakeholders that they care about. I'll give you one example of something that we did uh, recently at SurveyMonkey. Um, as we make this shift that I talked about from uh, being an e-commerce player to being an, you know, an enterprise player and having having these dual businesses uh, that is a, is a, a, a that's a pivot point for us it's a point where we need to help the broader organi- uh, world rather understand what we're about so it requires us to shift perception um, we decided to invest in some brand marketing around that earlier this year and run a run a test campaign now brand spend we all know gets a little bit of a bad rap and uh, you know the, I think history is littered with companies that have just gone out with brand campaigns and got them horribly wrong we wanted to avoid that. So we used our own technology basically to uh, make sure that we rigorously tested the messaging, the positioning to start with. And then as we were creating the ad concepts for bus wraps and for uh, video that played in airport lounges and for taxi uh, wraps in London and so forth, we wanted to test the creative with the same level of rigor. And in fact, we had some pretty... uh, pretty heated debate internally at SurveyMonkey around whether we should go with our SurveyMonkey brand green, which maybe isn't the most obvious enterprise color, or stick to something more conventional like blue, which is so tempting when you're trying to force yourself into that enterprise uh, box, if you will. So anyway, we went out and tested and SurveyMonkey green won hands down. So that was a a moment of confidence. We then tested um, different images, different taglines, uh, different, you know, the, the works basically, we, we, we pressure tested every aspect of this, this brand campaign with our target audience um, through, and we actually have a, a panel product called SurveyMonkey Audience, which allows you to get market research back in minutes. And that gave us the confidence that when we were coming out with this brand campaign, that we had arrived at uh, a concept and messaging and um, set of ideas that would really resonate. And then the proof for us was in the pudding. So uh, post-campaign, we measured, uh, we, we took a, a second measure. We'd done a pre-campaign uh, uh, analysis of um, search volume for, um, for um, the folks in uh, San Francisco, which was the major DMA that we, we focused on. We, did a, we ran a post-campaign and we saw an uh, excess of 100% lift in uh, brand search volume in the Bay Area uh, for those who had been exposed to our YouTube um, campaign ads, basically the video ads that we surfaced as part of this, and for me, that along with the fact that we saw an almost a fifty percent recall, um, really uh, cemented the fact that we had uh, done our research and made put our best foot forward, basically with this um, with this um, campaign. So I think it's that sort of thing, making sure that you you know don't assume that you know 
everything. Give your customers the opportunity to shape some of your programs so that you can be as, as effective as possible. Well, what are some of the best practices for collecting feedback, depending on the size of the company? So if you're SMB or, or SME versus uh, being an enterprise? Yeah, so the good news is a lot of this you can do super scrappily as a startup. I mean, even at, at, uh, at Lever and at, at prior organizations, as I mentioned, of sort of using using SurveyMonkey and, and uh, to, to capture feedback that we were, we were using. So um, in terms of uh, sort of startup or smaller organizations, maybe I'll cite actually, we have a, a client called BridgeCare um, that, that's a good example. So um, this is a startup that was trying to find innovative ways to help parents pay for childcare so that uh, parents can pursue a successful career. And uh, here, certainly in the States, childcare is ruinously expensive. And so they were trying to find ways to to make that more affordable. So the founder, Jamie Herbert, who actually came in and talked to her all hands um, somewhat recently, she created a consumer behavior survey using SurveyMonkey Audience, the panel product that I just talked about. She asked parents about their childcare needs, their careers, their daily life. And the data that she got back from that survey confirmed her hypothesis that 77% of parents were going to be interested in the services that her startup, BridgeCare, was planning to provide. And she took this information and she used it in her pitch to VCs to help them understand the market opportunity and to convince them that there was an addressable market and a lot of appetite for this idea. And so, and she attributes the, the fact that she got funding to, to this, you know, this exercise. She, she, she literally took, I think, the two or $3,000 that she had and put it into this research and it proved to be a game changer for her organization. So that's just one example of like leaning into feedback to validate an idea um, running an MPS survey, right? I mean, th those, are, those are really straightforward to set up. You can integrate them into your systems. Uh, I, I mentioned Slack as being one that, um, that we integrate with, but we, we have over 100 different integrations. Um, so making sure that you, you pull that information into your systems where your teams can see it. And then as you scale, and I think Box is a great example of a client that I, I see doing fantastic work here, it really is about thinking about that end-to-end -end customer journey and figuring out how can you listen at the key moments in that journey and insert uh, little quick, quick feedback opportunities or channels to measure and understand and improve on that, that customer experience. And what Box is doing well, I think, is they're taking advantage of our integration with Salesforce, which, you know, CRM of, of choice for many organizations, and making sure that every um, survey response gets pumped into Salesforce into the, the contact records so that whether it is the customer success rep or the sales rep or even the marketing organization have access to, to really understand what that customer's thinking, uh, to have uh, this almost uh, data enrichment opportunity to uh, make sure that they do, they do right by the customer and help them be effective. And so that's really about, you know, as, as you scale, just making sure that not only are you looking for opportunities to get that feedback from customers, but you're thinking ahead to how can I make it actionable? How can I get it in front of the people who can make good use of it and ultimately deliver the best customer experience? On the earlier point of um, you, you know validating an idea like via feedback, uh, I mean there would be no SaaS stop, you know, unless we would, un unless you, you, know, uh, I, you know, I hadn't you know done that right, and uh, I sort of built an audience. Uh, and then, you know, went out with feedback about, you know, should we do this, uh, you know, crazy uh, conference? Um, and, and the feedback was, uh, was was overwhelmingly sort of positive, which uh, uh, allowed me to quit my job and go all in uh, on it um, uh, uh, crazily uh, enough. But, uh, <laughs> 
it, it kind of worked out. So, yeah, that's, um, that's great. I mean, the other, yeah. the other thing I'll say, and I see companies large and small taking advantage of this, is some of your biggest decisions, like what to call your products are, or how to price your products, right? These are often afterthoughts in the product yeah. um, lifecycle, right? You, your team is so busy uh, building the product and figuring out you know, all of the, the technical aspects of it. And in fact, your success or failure in the marketplace might be predicated on what you call it and what you price it at. So these are prime opportunities, again, to test the waters, to get feedback. Uh, and you can do it, again, really fast um, through, through surveys like our, uh, services like ours and use that to inform your decisions. I think the thing that I've, I've debated with some folks is that, you know, should you, the customers always know, do they always have the right answers? You can take the, the Steve Jobs approach or the Henry Ford, you know, of course, they'll take any, any car as long as it's in, in black um, thing and, and assume your customers don't have the right answer. But for, for me, I think it is really important to listen, understand, and then, and then understand the why behind their feedback, because that's really what matters is if they're unhappy with something, it doesn't mean they have the right answer, but you have to understand that pain so that you can then go ahead and address that challenge. Now, I mentioned at the beginning, um, obviously, that you're, you're joining us in Dublin, speaker at SASDOC uh, 19, but I think it slipped my mind. I think you're also speaking at SASDOC West Coast in San Francisco, right? Um, yes, I, think I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited uh, for that yeah. one. So I'm doing a, doing a fireside chat with uh, my pal Kelly Watkins, who's the former uh, head of marketing at Slack. Awesome, awesome. Um, so looking forward to that. So that's on September the 11th. Um, and that'll be a great day if you're in San Francisco and looking to scale your SaaS business to uh, at least 10 million in, in revenue, um, then that'll be the conference uh, uh, for you. Um, uh, so SaaS at West Coast. But in Dublin, um, what will you be speaking about um, at SaaS at 19 in, in Dublin? We yeah, we're, we're, going, we're going deep into this feedback economy and helping, helping organizations out there. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to provide some really practical advice on how your startups, how your growth stage organizations can really lean into feedback and use it to drive growth and innovation. Awesome, awesome. A final question we always ask our guests as we sign off, you know, how do you stay healthy and sane, uh, you know, on, on your journey? Uh, so what, what's your way? I'm sorry, you're breaking up there, Alex. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, I, you know, it's something I, I know I'm not alone in having struggled with this uh, for, uh, for most of my professional career. I love my job. Uh, you know, I really, I really enjoy what I do. Um, but I will say coming to SurveyMonkey has actually been uh, a healthy, uh, healthy step for me. One of our company values is prioritize health. And uh, we really do believe as an organization in uh, giving people the flexibility to balance work with other things that matter to them. So I've made more of my kids' performances, let's just say, as one example of, uh, of uh, how that's translated for me in my 18 months here, almost 18 months here at SurveyMonkey than I have in, in prior roles. Um, other things that we do at SurveyMonkey that I'm excited to take advantage of um, in the future, we have a, a take four. So when you've been here for four years, we give you four, pay, four weeks of, of paid leave, basically, to, to go do whatever it is you want to do. And some folks go on a wild adventure globally, and others stay home and chill out. So I haven't decided what my, my uh, choice for, for Take 4 will be, but uh, that's another thing on the horizon. Something to look forward to. Well, I look forward to um, meeting you in person at, at Sasquatch West Coast in a couple of weeks. Uh, September the 11th and also seeing you again in Dublin so um, um, uh, double the uh, uh, the opportunity there to, to kind of learn from you around around the feedback economy but thanks so much uh, Leela Srinivasan Seema Survey Monkey for being a great guest on uh, the SAS Revolution show today. Thank you so much for having me it's been really fun. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and you've picked up valuable lessons from Leela. As a reminder, you can see her and over 160 other speakers, which we'll host for three days in Dublin, October the 14th to the 16th. Uh, grab a ticket whilst you still can at sasdoc.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.